With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for GigPod is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Get 20% off plus free delivery with the code GIGPOD at manscaped.com. Hi everyone and thank you for downloading this cheery episode of the Glasgow's Green Podcast, aka GIGPOD. Well, myself, Stevie, and my guest, Punkphone, are just going to pretty much shoot on what was an absolute fucking shambles tonight by Celtic. Just when you think this club and can't actually sink any lower, they manage to. I just, a wee bit of a disclaimer here, usually we plan things, there's a wee bit of a script and we read off it. There's a lot of wacky part and there's a wee Frank Lampard gimmicks that we'll obviously try and fit in, but we've got any more planned out. There's none of that tonight because I'm not personally in the mood for it. I don't think Spunk Phone's in the mood. We're both pretty seething. Um, Spunk Phone, if I can just come on to you, are, are you as shocked as myself at that tonight and what you just witnessed? Oh, hi there, Stevie. I'd love to say it's a pleasure to be chatting with yourself again, but it's uh, it's really not after that performance. Um, no, look, I, I think um, me and you were both fairly positive after the performance last week about our chances of going through tonight, but... I, I still wouldn't say I was surprised at what unfolded. It's the the same kind of story, albeit I think this is maybe the worst iteration of it yet that we've been seeing in these qualifying games for the past four years. Um, if you want to go even you know back further than that as well, under Dyla, for example, just going into these games totally underprepared, um, 
you know, I think you and I, as much as we said we were confident in, in our attack, I think after the performance we had last week, we knew going there tonight with the backline that we had the inexperience in it as well, that, that it was going to um, lead to problems and, and it ultimately did. And yet again, you know, we've just completely shot ourselves in the foot. I don't want to be too heavy, to be honest, on, on the players or the manager this evening. I just think we've been set up to fail once again by the hierarchy at this club. And, um, you know, you'd think after the past three summers coming into this year that we'd have learnt from our mistakes going into these games, particularly on that harder league route that, than we've been on the past few years with the Champions route that, that we were fortunate enough to be on and still managed to make an arse of so consistently. But no, it's it's it didn't come as a shock. And like I say, just for... for Top to bottom, once again, this club is just absolutely rotten at the minute. It is, and it's not. This isn't a result that's going to define our manager and and Postecoglou. I think we'll continue to get the backing of the fans and the support of the fans because he did say that this result was his responsibility and it's on him. He's not shying away from it. He's not making any excuses. We all remember what happened in Stratton's first season. He went out of Europe. The Art Media game, we very nearly clawed it back. We didn't. We were out. We then focused all our energy on the domestic assault in the league and then the cup. And apart from that ridiculous result against Clyde, you know, we wrestled the title back for Rangers and we did well. We achieved a goal in that respect. The team, you know, had didn't have the the pressure of Europe as well week upon week. I actually handled Rangers that season. I don't know if this team now would be able to actually handle European competition in, in the step up. I honestly think it's baby steps with this team now. You saw how they let us down last season. You saw those horrendous results. You saw those god-awful performances. I've been talking about them on a Premiership Years show that we're doing. I can't wait to still finish it. I don't really want to still talk about that season, but I stupidly committed to it, and here we are. Now, when you look at the players there, right, Spunkphone, and you look at... The players, the majority of them are still there. The guys that let us down, the guys that embarrassed us last season, that went to Ibrox, they put in next to no effort and they even get turned over 4-1 in a game that Rangers didn't even need to put 100% into and they still absolutely turned us over. Now, if you are expecting those players that we've got who were involved in that shit show last season to fit into Angie's system and to go away to Midgetland or to go away in Europe, and actually put in performances befitting of a Celtic team, there's already probably problems there with your mindset, isn't there? Yeah, no, I, I think um, you've hit the nail on the head with everything there. And, um, I, I thought um, you made a good point at the time when you were on the Grand Old Podcast talking about um, Strax first season and, and obviously the early blow we had going out to Tata Media um, in, in the, um, the qualifiers that season. Um, I don't think anyone, to be honest, is, is going to lay the blame at the door of the manager here. I, I know myself, yourself and, and anyone that I speak to is invested in Ange. They do think he's the right man for the job and a good fit. Um, and, and ultimately, we knew it was going to take time. I, I was never confident um, you know, about his reaching the Champions League group stages. In fact, I didn't think we had any chance of doing that, particularly when you knew that, that, that um, PSV Eindhoven were, were waiting for us in the next round. But um, it, it's just incredibly disappointing again that, that we just continuously shoot ourselves in the foot going into these qualifying games. You're right in saying as well, even the, the more experienced players in the squad, they are guys that let us down last season. And the guys as well whose confidence is going to be absolutely shot to pieces at the moment. And, and they're the ones that are expected to carry the team with, you know, three, four 
five young players in the team, but even guys like Sorrow that don't have much experience at this level. It's it's the whole thing's just a mess, to be honest. And um, once again, I know we're going to keep coming back to it, but we just we've not adequately prepared for these qualifying games once again. And um, no, it, it's <laughs> I'm just fed up, to be honest. I, I don't even know where I'm going with this now. I'm just. Just honestly sick of watching this same story unfold every single July. I noticed today, Welsh diving in after 20 minutes, getting a booting when he did the rest of the 70 minutes to play on a yellow. So right away, I mean, that's he's on a tightrope there. He was just stupid. And that's down to the, the fact that, again, we didn't buy any experience players before that game. We didn't, you know, you're looking for a, I guess a beaton should have been, but... He was a, another colossal letdown. Hopefully, he never kicks a ball for us again. But I mean, they are just the bread and butter games for your guys that have been there and done it in the early round stages to know that you don't just dive in, especially against a team like Midland who do like to go to ground. Um, the homework should have been done on that, and I think that's poor for Stephen Welsh after the first twenty minutes to because that was like the type of it was like that type of nervous defending that would then manifest in itself later on in the second half where you saw in the last half hour we were just all over the place and I noticed as well we didn't have any height in the team tonight at any corner we got with David Turnbull we might as well just sky that out of the park because there was no day in that team really going to crack the nut in the ball and just put it in the back of the net there was nothing there they were not aggressive enough the anytime our players were out wide there was no support like guys like I'm not actually going to slag Tony Ralston. He was fairly decent tonight, but there wasn't enough support for like Greg Taylor, you know, when um, when Christie was on the ball. He was doing a lot of things himself, especially in the first half. And what I really took away from it is that, see when you really boil down to it, you can see why Celtic are at the bottom of the ladder now in European football, can't you? Paired up with teams like Mitchell. And again, greatest respect, because I totally understand they've just put us out of Europe. And I'm talking as if we are above them, we're not, we are now pretty much at their level, maybe even below them, and you can see tonight why that is, can't you? Listen, I know I keep coming back to the same point, but these qualifying games, year after year, we shoot ourselves in the foot, Um, you know we do it continuously when we qualify for these competitions as well, it's the same just lazy, repetitive mistakes over and over again Um, I mean, coming on the game itself tonight I, I thought other than maybe a, a, a spell um, in the second half around when we took the lead. We were pretty poor overall, um, particularly when it got into extra time. I mean, we we could not keep hold of the ball to save ourselves. I don't, did, did we even have an effort on goal in extra time? I don't think we did because I actually said 90 minutes, as soon as it was one each, you could tell. I mean, the last 20 minutes we were hanging on, we couldn't string any passes together. There was a, a funny moment where we tried to, you know, Angie's trying to introduce this short passing at the back, um, concise, crisp passing between the goalkeeper and the defence to build the ball out and then get the midfield to take the game with a scruff of the neck and feed their attack. Now, when your players at the back to do that, is that back line with Scott being in goal? We tried to do it, and I think you made a point on Twitter, actually, that in the first half, we had a neat, neat wee five or six uh, interchange at the back with passing, like Ange wants us to do. Then you get Greg Taylor just lumping the ball out of the park, and you're like, why are we doing this? What's the point? It'll bring me on to my next point in a second, but even in the second half, we tried to do that about 75 minutes. Um, and I think it was Scott Bain who just lumped it out of the park. He was done, and this is your goalkeeper looking knackered. And right away, I mean, 
I don't know what is going on with the Celtic players and their fitness and I swung phone. It's not as if it's just been over pre-season. It's it's been now for like the last eighteen months. They look knackered. Um, they look as if they've had a Greg's just before the game. It's it's really worrying. And my next point is right. Actually, two things. You know when one of the things I think the manager has maybe been naive with is he's came in to this club not and he's obviously done his homework when he saw the state of his last season, right? But if he's trying to introduce that style of football and that brand of play with these players and knowing right away that he needs to get his own players in to do that, there should have been a plan B. Or the, the, the plan should be keep it as basic as fucking possible, be hard to beat until you know we can get the players in to slowly integrate away from that lethargic style of football that we had, you know? No, I, I think you can um, you can certainly make that case. Um, I remember, for example, Rogers first summer when he came in. It was it was quite um, a, a gradual process, if if you like, with um, with the team and the qualifiers. Um, you know, you, you noticed as the rounds went on, they were getting better, and, and obviously that will happen with more time in the training ground and more time with the manager to get his ideas across. But I, I, I certainly. <laughs> I can't blame him, right, for for wanting to introduce his style of play and um, wanting to make an impression on these young players. Um, you know, like your Murray's and and um, and Stephen Welsh as well, and um, seeing, I suppose, if if they can fit into that idea and that way of playing. But um, it, it it was just um, we, we tried it at several points tonight, and there was points where it. it came off and there was others like that that point I'd made in the first half where you know we made five or six of these really dangerous but but albeit you know it was good play in and around their own 18 yard box under pressure ball get played out to, to Greg Taylor he just lobs it up the line that's out for a throw in and you know I, I can get the managers obviously implementing a, a certain style there's going to be teething problems of course there is but um, I, I think it it could maybe be seen as, as being a little bit naive, certainly going into to games of this magnitude with the amount of inexperience we had in that back line this evening um, and the sheer lack of competent footballers in it as well, to be fair. Now, we play Hearts at Tynecastle on Saturday, 8 o'clock kickoff. We saw how unfit this team are. We saw how inexperienced this team are. And in the last 30 minutes, that team were dead in their feet. I mean, as I said, they were gubbed after 70 minutes, really. But 30 minutes extra for them, you know, you could really see a lot of the players just, just didn't want to be on that pitch and they were like an inch away for going yeah, I don't feel it Andrew and they managed to get through it but are you concerned about Saturday's game at Tynecastle with the fact that we've now played that extra time Hearts will be fresher than us, the fact that it is at Tynecastle and they'll be boosted for having fans in for the opening day of the season as well as we move on to Callum McGregor, another 120 minutes for him Barely get a rest last season. Harley get a rest over the summer. He's meant to be our captain. It's dictating their tempo. Um, and he's taking games by the scruff of the neck. And he's already going to begin into the first game of the season. Not fully, you know, not basically as fresh as can be. And I've just hit out with what's concerning me. But do you share that one for Saturday? No, I'm, I'm definitely concerned. The alarm bells are ringing um, for, for Saturday um, after that showing this evening. And like you say, after 120 minutes, we did look knackered after 60, 70 minutes. Um, I'm surprised some of the players actually made it to the 120 mark, eight minute mark, to be honest. Um, but no, it's, it's definitely a concern that I share, and, and particularly on McGregor as well. Like you say, he's, he's not had a lot of breaks um, 
in the past few years. Um, I, I know obviously we had the the break with lockdown, I suppose, but um, other than that, it's it's just been consistent first team football um, ever since, um, and then well before that as well. So. No, I, I definitely share your concern and, and going there as well with, again, a very inexperienced back line. Two goalkeepers who I don't want to see either of them play for Celtic again, to be honest. I certainly don't want to see Joe Hart and go for Celtic either, but that's a, another point I'm sure we'll come on to at some stage. But uh, it, no, it's it's definitely a concern. Um, definitely a concern Saturday. Um, I think if we'd taken the momentum in from a good result tonight, I'd have thought Hearts are a bunch of jobbers and we'll brush them aside easily. But... Um, no, we've we've definitely um, got a lot to worry about, I think, going into that game on Saturday now. You make a good point. If we went through tonight, we are going to Saturday's game full of confidence, momentum, as you say, and players who were under a lot of pressure get a right lift for that. The manager can see that he can trust some of the players, and already they might be feeling about 10 foot tall. Now they're going to go into that game, I mean, feeling as low as Rizzo. But uh, we'll move on to something else, which is, t- I mean, tonight I just noticed in the pitch, there was like no communication between the players. You didn't see the players talking a lot. You didn't see a lot of the, you know, the midfield and the defence. They, they were just standing static. They weren't uh, shouting and bawling at each other. Like Bain, when the camera was panned on him after like mistakes, uh, maybe the defence had made a couple for Stephen Welsh had noticed. He wasn't shirking them. He was just like, oh, well, very blasé about it. And that just like sort of summed up that Celtic performance tonight, don't they? They were, very, they were just very standoffish and very tepid. And as soon as... It was one each. I mean, that was it. The, the mentality changed, didn't it? Obviously, James Forrest, if he scores that, that that's game's done. But Celtic are just prime Celtic in Europe. That sort of thing happens. 30 seconds later, they got the parking score. And it was almost like a psychological sort of frailty, wasn't it? Spunk phone where they've seen it before, where in Europe, remember when we were 2 0 up against AC Milan, prime example, as soon as that uh, free kick goes in to make it 2 1, it was like, oh no. We're done here, and it was like that again tonight. As soon as that the boy made it one each with a header, I thought Bean could have done better with. That was it. It was just like a real mentality shift in the team, and it's all right for Ange to have you know all these fresh ideas and have far better training drills than our ex manager who shall not be named. Already looks stiff, you know. You can see the ball being zipped about a lot better as well, smartphone, but. The mentality has to change, and that's not an easy thing to do for a manager. It's not an easy thing to do for anyone, but he's got a real struggle in his hands. Then, when things are going well with a Celtic team, look as if you know they're entertaining, they'll be good to watch. But whenever there's a setback, it looks like we're going to be constantly going back the way, and it looks as if we're co- looks as if we're going to be constantly like frail all the time, doesn't it? I mean, the the mentality in these games for years has been an issue. Um, I remember again going back to the summer when Brendan Rodgers first came in. We you know, scrape through um, in, in Israel away to Beersheba. Um, the worry was in, in those games that if we did lose a goal or if something did go against us, the heads just dropped and it happened again tonight. And um, Lee said in the point about the lack of leadership, the lack of um, sort of fight, I suppose, and, and, and just the, the players communicating amongst each other. I think part of it, I think, does come from a bit of inexperience, particularly in the back line. But a guy like Scott Bain, as much as I don't think he's a Top class goalkeeper by any means. He's what 28, 29. He should have a bit of, bit of leadership qualities about him. He should be able to command a defence. Um, but the mentality is it's, it's been a big issue in, in these games for a number of years. And like you say, it was just typical. You could see it a mile off with Celtic in, in Europe 
particularly away in Europe, when James Forrest had that opportunity, which he, he put wide, and I thought he looked miles off the pace tonight. He looked like he should never have been involved in that game, but obviously, I, you know, Andrew's hand was was forced, I suppose, because we've just got a complete lack of options at the moment. Um, but for them to just go up the park and score 30 seconds later, it, it was just typical of us. It's almost like a running joke now in Europe that we just concede these ridiculously soft goals and it's always at the worst possible moment and it happened again tonight and, and it does take a lot of work to change that mentality. You can implement a style of play with your training drills. You know, Ange is, is already doing that to an extent. You can see it, the patterns of play, for, for example, at points tonight and in the first leg more so were, were, were excellent. But it's the mentality shift that I think is actually the more difficult of the two to to achieve there and, and something has to change because, you know, we're going into now two rounds of Europe, Europa League qualifiers if we want to get to that group stage. Um, and, you know, I had a look at some of the teams we could potentially face if, if we get past um, this Czech mob, who I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce their name at this point in time. It looks like jabronis, but I think they'll probably make us look like jabronis. <laughs> But, I mean, the, the teams that you could be playing the playoff round for that, they're no mugs. So uh, something has to change. We've got to get, obviously, more experienced players in. Um, I know, obviously, Starfelt, if I think, comes out of quarantine, joins up the squad on Friday, so that's always a boost. But, I, I mean, you're still looking for at least two or three more in that back line at the moment. Um, and, and you're needing one or two experienced heads as well to to try and get us through those games now because I, I think now Europa League's a, a real worry to be honest that we'll reach the group stage of that There was times where Magdalene you could tell when it was really on the ascendancy they were putting pressure on us you didn't have anyone in midfield to take the sting out of the game like commit smart fibbles or even just go down and break up the play and do you know what I mean like if you stay down for a, a minute or so and just take the sting right out of the game you didn't see that all we did was just chase shadows and then eventually they get their goal and they just run over the top of us and I'm not getting on it, guys like McGregor, who's been great for us, and he's going to continue to still be a, a star for us as long as he's supported and managed properly. But guys like, you know, it's all right saying Soro will do the business eventually, and he was let down last season and, and mismanaged by Lennon. Um, David Tumble, there's a real big question mark for him, and I think he might have been backwards under Ange. I'm not writing him off whatsoever, because we know he's a quality player and he can improve, and it's early in the season. But my point is... You're, Everybody's been screaming about the defence. I understand that. It's, it's a massive concern and we do have to get players in there ASAP. But the midfield as well, we could be really doing with it. We're missing somebody like, like a Winyama in there, aren't we? I mean, that is, that's that's a key type of player I think we're missing. I just a real bully in the centre of the park and it's something that we don't have just now. No, we, we were totally overran the midfield tonight. I don't, I don't think that's even up for debate. I mean, you saw how poor our ball retention was at points and, and particularly getting into the extra time. Obviously, we touched on the, the fitness element there, but I, I think there is something missing from that midfield. As much as I like Ishmael Asoro and, and um, I think he you know, was a good player with a great deal of potential there. Um, he is raw, I think, but you know, through coaching and, and we've been led to believe Ange is a very good coach. I've got no doubt that he can improve on one or two elements of his game. David Turnbull, I think you were right in saying, was pretty, pretty poor tonight, to be honest. I, I didn't see a lot from him. Um, I know I've not really had an opportunity to watch anything in the game back. There's maybe one or two things that I missed at the time, but he, he didn't look at his best tonight. And um, you're right in saying, I mean, they, they did just totally run over the top of our midfield there. There is just a lack of 
game management being um you know streetwise i suppose at times not diving for penalties or anything like that like that you know english national team and their nonsense but um no i, I think there, there is just a lack of, again and i don't know if that comes from inexperience at this level um because again like david tumble and soro don't have a lot of experience outside of playing domestic football but no but I, I think we are missing something from from that midfield and um I think you're right in saying it, it probably is a character like a Wanyama, a, a guy that can just go in and, and essentially bully the other team's more creative players. Um, but we we lacked that tonight, and um, I, I just thought the ball retention in midfield at times as well was, was really, really poor. One of the great tragedies is the fact that Callum McGregor, who scored a goal fit enough to win a game, has now seen that strike pretty much peter out to nothing, because what a goal. I mean, that must be one of the best goals we've seen uh, in any Celtic game, it was the technique at the finish, everything about it, absolutely world class, and yet nothing to show for it. I, I mean, it happened when with the, the goal against Croatia for Scotland, albeit not as as good a goal, obviously, but he hit it on his weaker foot, and that that, that came to nothing. So he's had a couple of those in the last um, last few months now, but it, it was incredible technique um, to take that on and. and finish it off the way they did. We know he's capable of it. We remember, obviously, his goal against Motherwell in the Cup final, for example. He scored a few crackers against Rangers and various other teams as well. But, you know, it's, it's a real disappointment because it was one of those moments you were looking at him, obviously, newly appointed captain, thinking, right, that's, um, you know, that's his impact there. He's, he's um, you know, winning his games like a captain should. It, it's, it is just a waste because now we can't watch that goal back ever again without, you know, Immediately thinking back to the absolute shit show um, that followed it. Are the board going to communicate this one properly this time? Get in front of the cameras and say, apologise to the Celtic fans and let us know what the future is going to be so that we don't suffer any more debacles like this? Or do you think they are going to revert back to type and go into radio silence mode and tweet out a couple of birthdays this week? What do you think the board reaction is going to be here? It wouldn't surprise me if that was... um if that was their reaction to, to once again just radio silence, tweet about I don't know whose birthday it is this week. I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll know though um, much better than I do. But I, I think they do have to come out and, and say something here. Um, you know, Dominic McKay's been on about fan communication and, and modernising that aspect of the club. But you know, fans have once again shelled out hundreds, thousands on season tickets, merchandise. I've even chipped in with some of the new training gear, you know what I mean? And um, they deserve clarity from the board. Donald McKay, again, I remember sort of the fan media press conference, he was talking about we need to be world-class, we need to be best in class. He was listing off examples of football clubs um, around Europe and, and Britain that, that we should be looking to for inspiration, or I'd imagine ones that he's probably spoken with. But we need to come out and he needs to clarify a bit more about this long-term vision for the club and, and how we're going to modernise the the football department. We've still not got a director of football or a sporting director. Judging by some of the signings we've made, Leila Bada, for example, seems like another agent recommendation from, from our old pal Dudu Dahan. Um, we're linked to our boy at Manchester City. No doubt that's coming for Peter Lawwell's boy again. And then you had the story about Dermot Desmond being, you know, active in the whole transfer process and you're thinking what what does this guy know about you know competent footballers and, and that side of the game you know surely 
the best thing you could do, the most responsible thing you could do as a major shareholder um, and as a board as well is put someone with experience in that field um, with a proven track record in charge of this side of things. So, you know, I think with the um, on, on the transfer front and the, the complete inaction that, that we've seen really, I know we've had a couple in the door, but it, it's still, you know, five or six players away at least from where we, we thought we would be in terms of trying to reshape and rebuild the squad here. You know, as a concern because you've you've not really got anyone in those positions at the moment who you can put your trust in. Um, there's not enough clarity around the situation um, on the transfer front. So, I think there's a lot for the board to clarify here, and, and they need to come out and and say something. Um, you know, if Ange wants to come out tonight and say the responsibility lies with me and, and sort of take it on the chin, that's more than fair enough. But you know, I know and you know and every fan watching that knows tonight, it, it's not him that's solely to blame. There's maybe one or two things that he could have done better, but, um, you know, at the moment he is being set up to, to fail by the um, complete incompetency that we're showing yet again um, in what is the biggest summer that we've had for, for several years. Well done, that was very controlled and measured because my thoughts on the board are anything but, but I'll, I'll go with yours to represent Gigpod, definitely. It's a sensible shout. Not often I can say that one. Um, and it's not often I can say that I'm going to be away for the next Gigpod as well because we're going to be talking about the Hearts game. I mean, at this point, we don't even know how the review is going to go. I mean, it's yourself and Rizzo going to be on it. You've already done one together when um, Andrew was appointed as manager the other month. I think it was in June. However... I mean, the, the review could be one of celebration. Rizzo finally getting over the terrible effects of his jag. Not that I'm out here trying to be an anti-vaxxer or anything, but anyway, I, fully believe in the, I fully believe in getting a jag and getting vaccinated. But I, Rizzo uh, was nearly was on, uh, on his deathbed after that. But he's going to be good, and he's going to be fine. He hosts Gigpod on Saturday with Spunkphone. I mean, Spunkphone, there's already... So, so, so many great events that's happened for you this year, such as Neil Lennon leaving and lockdown ending and Nicola Sturgeon getting slagged, of course, a wonderful Scottish government getting powers, who we never criticise, of course. But obviously the, the greatest celebration for you and the, the real highlight of your 2021 has to be the fact that, that you're on with Rizzo for the second time this year. That must be some buzz. It's it's fantastic, Stevie. Um, you know, we all know that the, the first time went incredibly well and there was definitely no technical issues or anything like that at all. So, um, no, I'm looking forward to it. Fingers crossed there isn't any any major problems that we run into again. Um, but I think the biggest problem, to be honest, would be another uh, another disaster of a defeat for Celtic on Saturday. So, like, fingers crossed we can be a lot more positive in the next episode and, and over the next few weeks, I gig pod. I, I really hope that we are. Did you uh, did see the video you just did that? <laughs> You actually did the, you actually did a Lampard there, you just didn't realise it. <laughs> <laughs> you actually amazing. <laughs> I was just waiting on the nah, but seriously, here's hope we get a good result in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Oh, honestly, I can't believe we're now laughing at this part of the show. You have to, it's delirious, it's like just delirious laughter, isn't it? It's just even meant it is actual genuine. If you don't laugh, you'll greet Stevie. You know, at times like this, what you can do is laugh. So <laughs> 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 my god right where we are then this has been episode 56 of the glasgow's green podcast listen thanks a lot for putting up with us we said it was a shoot pod um calmed down a wee bit but we're still pissed off at celtic it's not going to change tomorrow and i'm sure everyone who listens to this 
will be as well, if not more so. I'm sure for all we've done a shoot here, I'm sure the Pod Tim guys are probably going to do something even more extreme. So you can check them out after us. Um, their stuff has been absolutely on fire recently. And when it comes to being on fire, Spunk Phone, once again, you have been on Twitter smashing it. But amazingly enough, you've not been getting banned. What's your secret? I've a VPN, mate. A VPN. Um, I'm currently on a North Macedonian one in tribute to Goran Pandev. Um, and like his hairline, somehow um, I'm still holding on. So I'll probably get banned now um, at the weekend now that we've been over that. But uh, that, that, that's my secret. What a legend. Well, you can follow Spunk Phone on Twitter at S-P-N-K-P-H-N-E. You can follow, well, now GigPod comes second to Spunk Phone for some reason. You can follow us <laughs> at GigPod, G-I-G-P-O-D, while we're on Twitter and Instagram as well. And again, just follow us on that. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It's been a pleasure chatting to you on this miserable night once more for Celtic Football Club. And here's hoping that Spunk Phone and Rizzo We'll be able to deliver some part to you on Saturday night for the Hearts game. Hail, hail. Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.